0: Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of the Low Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Elliott, with the Rehab Fix online low back program. Today's topic is how movement or exercise makes you smarter. Last episode, we discussed the dangers of a diagnosis and how the labels that are thrown at you The harmful language that could be told to you at a particular doctor's appointment or whatever can stick with you, can consume you, can become your identity, and can lead to many more issues than you were potentially originally dealing with, and how you are not your diagnosis, In learning how to separate ourselves from our diagnosis, and how to use better language if you're a provider. Or how to understand what better language is if you're a client or patient so that you can find the most appropriate help and the best help for you. Now in today's conversation, as many of you know, I talk about how movement is medicine and I'm always posting videos to my stories of me in the gym and me getting active, going on my daily walks. I go on daily walks because they're so good for your health. This is a prescription that I mandate in my online low back program because of the many beneficial effects it has over your entire body, not just for low back issues, but for many, many, many systems. Today we're discussing how moving or exercising can make you smarter. So this will give you a little bit more incentive and a few pointers that you can teach your friends and family or what have you who need to move a little bit more. So from a biological standpoint, movement needs to be encouraged because if you're not moving, then you're not out scavenging for food, for resources, finding food and water, shelter, and you wouldn't survive, right? Survival of the fittest. The most fit were probably those who were doing the best at moving and finding these resources consistently. So movement needs to be encouraged. We are inherently designed to want to move. Our bodies need to move and our brains need movement too, So much, in fact, that when you move and when you exercise, you get a dopamine release, right? Everyone feels good after exercising, but specifically, we get a dopamine release. Dopamine is a uh, a neurotransmitter or hormone that will help you move forward. It will drive you, okay? It increases um, alertness and focus and It encourages you to continue to do that activity, whatever you're doing. So by moving, you increase dopamine and it makes you want to move more. It makes you want to move again at other times throughout the day or throughout the week. It is a reward system because your body wants you to move. We are designed to move. We need to give our body and our brain what it wants. So most of this podcast is specifically focused on the brain um, but movement overall obviously affects other things. Obviously, low back issues is is one of them. One big over-encompassing thing we can discuss is simply blood flow. Everyone knows when you get moving and you exercise, you're increasing blood flow to specific muscles, but you're increasing blood flow to your brain as well. What does that mean? That means your brain is getting a rush of blood, which improves oxygen capacity, and the nutrients it is receiving. If you don't use a muscle, it gets small, decays, not as strong, right? If you don't use your bones, if you're not stressing your bones, what happens? They wither away. Osteoporosis, osteopenia, sit in. Um, We don't want fragile bones. What do you think happens to your brain? If you're not putting oxygen, blood, nutrients into your brain, same thing happens. So exercise increases blood flow to the brain, which improves oxygen and nutrients. When we get this blood flow to the brain and we increase oxygen and nutrients, we simultaneously improve many cognitive abilities and capacities of the brain. One noteworthy one is we will increase a protein called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, And BDNF simply improves our capacity primarily for memory. So, exercising improves your memory. You want to have a better capacity for memories. I know many people are like, man, I have a hard time remembering, you know, either what I did earlier today or last week or maybe memories as a child or in earlier years. Memories are cherished. We all want to remember as much of our lives as possible with loved ones, families, friends, certain events that are meaningful to us. If you want to improve your capacity to remember these very, very important times, exercise, move, increase your BDNF, your brain derived neurotropic factor and improve your memory because this will increase in your blood with consistent exercise. This also increases synaptogenesis, meaning, you know, synapses, right? Synapses in the brain, connections, communication, genesis, creation. It creates more synapses. It creates more neural connections. So improves your capacity for learning, not just memory, but memory and learning. So if you are in school and you're studying and you take a movement break, it will improve your ability to learn that material. Or if you're just in general an active fit person, you will have an increased capacity to learn and to create new neural connections, and you'll have a more plastic brain than an individual who is not. It is fact. It is science. You learn better if you move more. Now, another obvious thing is that the more you move the the better you become at moving, right? This is an obvious one, so there's many um, you know cognitive influences that we get from movement, but being able to move well in and of itself is a skill, right? We know that a large majority of individuals above the age of seventy, I believe it's around forty percent, fall annually. One of the greatest risk factors for falls in individuals above the age of 70 or in elderly demographics in general, single leg balance. Single leg balance relates to falls or risk of falling. And what is the greatest risk factor for premature death in elderly? Falls. falls. People fall down and they break their hip, they're in the hospital laid up, that can lead to death or they just hit their brains and they have a brain hemorrhage and they died. Brain injuries, right? Falls um, are a large cause for deaths in elderly. A big reason for falls in elderly is single leg balance. The big reason for poor single leg balance is poor movement, lack of movement. Movement is a skill. Movement is something you should be good at. If you don't move, you're not going to be good at moving. It's as simple as that. So you will be able to move better the more you move, the more complex skills you incorporate with moving, different exercises, right? Single leg exercises, exercises that involve moving forward, back, side to side, diagonally, more complex jumping-based movements. These are skills that you just want to obtain. You want to have these for just the vast majority of your life. Just part of being healthy is being able to move well. Something else that's quite interesting is just as though when you exercise, you increase your muscle size and you increase your bone density. And if you don't exercise, your muscle will either get smaller or remain small if you're not exercising at all or in the first place, or your bone will lose its density. The brain is the same way. We kind of discussed this earlier with blood flow, and blood flow you know relates to muscles and you know things of that nature it also affects the size so there was a study i think it was in 2013 i'm going off memory here i will have it cited in the show notes where a group of individuals aged 55 to 79 were analyzed using an mri and this looked at different lobes of their brain that affects uh, attention Memory, uh, cognition, learning, these sorts of cognitive abilities mainly focus on the frontal lobe, uh, which is in the front, your forehead region, your parietal lobe, which is directly behind the frontal lobe, and then the temporal lobe. People say, you know, the temple, kind of like the side of your eye by your ear, the temporal lobe. These contain many of the regions that control these abilities. And what they found is that exercise affects the white and gray matter within these regions the volume of it so overall through these ages through 55 to 79 with this particular group they find as you age these regions of your brain get smaller there's volume loss just like if you're not using your muscles. They will get less and they will decay. They will atrophy as you age. Your bones will atrophy as you age. Your brain will atrophy too as you age. But guess what? Exercise can prevent this or slow it down. Right, you can exercise your arms and your chest and your legs and you can maintain as much muscle mass as possible to a certain extent right? Age is going to have an effect on you, right? You, you can't have legs that look like you're in your 20s when you're in your 90s, right? That doesn't make sense. But you can prevent the loss of these areas of, of your muscle and you can prevent the loss of your brain to a significant degree to maintain your mental health and also to improve your memory and your focus and all these things, right? If you look at your body, you can see someone's brain, the health of your body represents the health of your brain. If you look fit and active and healthy, your brain is fit, active and healthy. If you don't look fit, active and healthy, your brain is not either. That's how it works. Your representation of your mental capacity. In another study, in the same study rather, they found that aerobic exercise specifically enhances the volume of the brain in the frontal lobe gray matter which affects these regions. We discussed how it can prevent the loss of these. There is loss of these over times, but we specifically know that by engaging in aerobic exercise specifically, they find enhancement of the volume in these individuals. Additionally, they found that physically active individuals have faster processing speeds of information to then help them determine the appropriate response or task performance related to that so if something's occurring you have to process what's occurring there's a processing speed individuals who are more physically active have a faster processing speed individuals who are not active have a slower processing speed those who are more physically active have better response and task performance to that information so their ability to gather information, read it, process it, determine what the response should be, and perform that task outcome is faster in individuals than individuals who do not engage in regular exercise or movement. So quite literally, you can assess situations faster and you can respond to situations faster. I can think of many situations where that would be extremely important Potentially, some of which could even be highly serious, such as life or death situations. You want to be able to respond quickly, move well, assess situations, respond timely in the appropriate fashion. And movement and physical exercise can keep your brain healthy enough to where you're able to do so. So moving is pretty good for your brain, is um, the summary here. Now, of course, this is a low back Pain Podcast is moving, going to be incredible for your back, of course. It's going to be incredible for all musculoskeletal issues. I have all of my online low back clients in my program go on two walks at least every day. Uh, all of them will be engaging in regular fitness programs and fitness routines near the end of the program as we fix their low back issues, their sciatica, and their disc herniations. Moving is key to physical health. Today's focus was Not necessarily mental health, but mental function, brain capacity, that I thought many of you would find quite interesting to hear and to learn how movement makes you smarter. It makes you a higher performer. Your mental capacity is greater than if you did not move. So you want to be smarter? Move more. You want to look healthier? Move more. You want to feel better and be healthier physically? Move more. Movements Medicine, guys, if you needed any more convincing than today's focus, I hope that you are on the bandwagon, that we should all be moving as much as possible to our desired goals, of course, and within our limits and our capabilities so that you can continue to improve your quality of life to the greatest degree because you only have one life and you want it to be as high quality as possible. And if you or someone you know is struggling with lower back issues and is struggling to move and struggling to find help to do so, let me know. I would be honored to help. I work with clients all over the world online and find a structured plan for them so that they can get back to moving, they can get back to living a healthy life, they can get back to improving their brain function as well and living the life that they want to live. So if you found this podcast interesting and you enjoyed it, Please, if you feel it's worthy, leave us a five-star review and rating on Apple. If you go to Apple Podcasts, you can leave this rating. The review would help as well. And if you're watching on Google, please like, comment, and subscribe. And comment additional topics that you would like to hear me discuss. This feedback and this increased exposure through ratings and subscriptions will improve the ability for us to do this podcast and the relevant information that is discussed as well because I want to make sure you are getting out of this what you're looking for and that this makes a real impact on your and others' lives. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.